Welcome to another episode of Local First Podcast. Today we have a local YouTuber, photographer, and filmmaker from COS, Martin Moore. Hey, what's going on? How you doing, Thank man? Thank you for having me. It feels good to be back. I'm very excited to be no back. Doubt. Excited to be in the, the new space. It's awesome, isn't it? Yeah, this is this is fantastic. I love it. I know the listeners can't see, see it, but uh, uh, trust me when I say this is... Look for some pictures online. They're this is out awesome. There. Yeah, no doubt. So thanks for coming back. I mean, was this your third time? Yeah. I third yes, time, I was right? on uh, your first show, and yeah. then I was, uh, I think, last year, last early year, last so year. Came back. I came back, and now this is number three. Three. Uh, I don't know why I keep bringing you third back. Third time's though. a charm. Three. Yeah, I know. I, you keep coming <laughs> back. You must be a nice guy. <laughs> I try. I, th- I try. I try. So let's get into You had some topics that you really want to talk about, and, and it's a really interesting story on how you developed as a YouTuber and what you had to go through that. I know you talk about, yeah, I did this, and all of a sudden I'm here. Well, there's a lot more into that than what people, I think, really know. Yeah. I usually, I usually give people like my 30-second elevator pitch about how I worked on cars for 20 years and then decided to start a YouTube channel, and that led me to my job at Cost. But I've never really gotten into like how difficult it was, like the sacrifices I made, how much time it took. And so uh, this could be a good opportunity for that. Well, let's dig into that a little bit. Well, so what's some of those things, those struggles, and what did you have to time and and put in? And and then how did they, how did costs find you? Yeah. Um, Well, quick, the 30-second elevator. For anyone that doesn't know who I am or didn't listen to the previous podcast, uh, I worked on cars, Hondas, for 20 years as a mechanic right out of high school in 99, uh, all the way up until uh, spring of 2017. Um, and then that's when uh, I started working for costs, uh, shooting all their commercials, uh, make, doing all their photography, product photography, marketing, social media. Um, and uh, it's just kind of like surreal to be like doing what I love for a living. And, and, and in thinking like only three years ago, I was a grease monkey. And it's the video you make, they're, they're awesome. Thank you. I appreciate I, I, it. I do. I, I see all of them. I share them. And it's incredible what you do. And sometimes you tell me, it's like, I, I do this with my iPhone. Yeah. And it, that I'm just like, wow. Yeah, the last three commercials I made, I shot on my iPhone. Yeah, I see you got a new gimbal, too. Yes, the Zion Smooth 4 for anyone Zion that wants to Smooth I think that's how you four. pronounce it. I probably mispronounced it. I got one. What is it? But, yeah, anyway. I love it. Uh, it's, it's fantastic. <laughs> it, it, it's a, a the lot of fun. The cameras on the phones are so good now, and they just, just the, how compact the whole uh, package is. It just, it, I get to be so much more creative uh, and I don't have to worry about, uh, oh, nice. Yeah. I get, I got to use it more. Yes. I, you know, I, I set it up sometimes for networking events when people are giving, um, uh, their 10 minute or whatever pitch like yeah. that. And I, you know, set up their phones and put it on there and it follows them around. And if you do video and you got a phone, everyone should have one have of those. Them. They're like a hundred bucks. Yeah. We're talking about my gimbal. It's a smooth, um, I bought it probably a year ago and, it's awesome. They're so cheap now. Remember when those were like $400? I know. Now you can get them on Amazon for They're so and it's so steady. 100 bucks. Yeah. I love it. All right. Now more about you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so anyways, yeah, um now I shoot uh all the commercials and photo- product photography, social media photography, marketing, packaging, everything um for costs. Uh and it's just it's awesome to be able to to do that and not be working on cars, but it uh it took an incredible amount of work and time and effort and blood, sweat and tears to kind of create that opportunity for myself. So, uh, so what, what, I mean, I mean, how long from when you started blogging, how did you get noticed and, and what's, 
Uh, I mean, you know, what kind of those things that you yeah. have to do? I mean, you were working full time. Yeah. So I started the, I started my YouTube channel in, I think, uh, I think it was 2015 in like June of 2015. And I started it because at the time I had been, I had been doing photography on the side, like wedding photography, a little bit of commercial photography, some portraits and stuff. And, um, that summer I didn't have like a single wedding booked and I just felt like creatively in a rut. Like I wasn't shooting. I wasn't doing anything creative. So I was like, you know, vlogging was starting to get really big then. And I was like, I wonder if anyone in Milwaukee is vlogging, like just to kind of see. And I didn't find anybody, anyone who did it consistently or anything like that. So I was like, Hey, you know, I'll just do this. I'll just start making a video every single day and see what happens. Um, and kind of use that as a way one to kind of fill that creative void that I was kind of, uh, in. And then two, hoping that maybe if I could get some kind of traction, develop some kind of theme, uh, maybe people would find me, hire me for photos, videos, stuff like that. Um, so it was kind of twofold why I started it. And so my first episode, which is horrible, uh, if you Aren't ever, always? If, yeah, <laughs> it, I mean, it's, it's, it's bad. If you can find it, watch it. It is not good. Um, but I went down to Bradford beach uh, in downtown Milwaukee and I went around and asked people, uh, what they loved about Milwaukee. Everyone said beer coincidentally. Of course, yeah. Um, and like, that video got like a little bit of traction and I made another one another day and it was apparent within the first couple episodes in the first week or two that it was going to be, the vlog was going to be about me, but more so about me showcasing Milwaukee, the people, the businesses, the the things to do. Um, and so that's kind of what it slowly grew into. I think maybe like my seventh or eighth episode, uh, I worked with, uh, hometown yogis who does, they do like yoga, like all around Milwaukee. And they invited me to come to the art museum to make a vlog about like their yoga there. So I did that very funny. Uh, I'm not good at yoga <laughs> and, uh, that picked up some traction and then, uh, more companies started to notice bubbler bikes. Uh, I worked with them, um, Milwaukee home, uh, MK Boatline, float, Milwaukee, uh, Milwaukee kayak, the safe house, uh, which is one of my most watched vlogs. Uh, I did one for them. Probably, I would say probably like 20, 30 different local Milwaukee companies that kind of plays into your local first podcast, That's right? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, over the period of, uh, you know, probably like two or three years, uh, I made videos for them um, and I got like a ton of traction. And then uh, on Milwaukee kind of noticed that they brought me on to uh, make some videos for them uh, over the period of the fall. Um, that's when Koss found me. I think Koss found a YouTube video of mine maybe in like October of 2016, contacted me said, we have a new pair of Bluetooth headphones coming out. We'd love to... Um, have you like shoot some photos for it, maybe make a commercial. So then I did that for them. Um, they became a client of mine, uh, had me do some more stuff for them, some virtual reality stuff. And then eventually, um, in April of 2017, um, they wanted to bring me on full time. So I was able to uh, quit working on cars and go do that. But I think it's that chunk of time in between starting my vlog and when I started for costs, is what I don't talk about a lot. Like yeah. what, what it took to kind of get from point A to point B. And so uh, that's what I would like to share. <laughs> Go for it. I mean, it's, it's really cool. First, before you get into, get into that a little bit more, it's really impressive that costs one that they stayed local. They yeah. found you and gave you chance because they're a company that could pretty much go anywhere they wanted to. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we're a multi-million dollar worldwide headphone brand. We invented the stereo headphone in Milwaukee right. in 58. Exactly. And so it, it's it's awesome that 
one, they've stayed here, and and two, Milwaukee has that. I, I think there's a a lot of people that don't realize that like one, the stereo headphone was invented in Milwaukee, and two, that Milwaukee has a worldwide like electronics headphone company based in Milwaukee. You always think about we have beer and we have what else is from Milwaukee? Coles, Harley, and Harley. And, you know, you just you kind of forget that we have uh, I mean, I don't know. I would I won't call it a tech company, but I mean, we have an electronics company and that. I think that's that's really cool. Uh, and it's something that I love is kind of like a nerd an audio nerd and just a tech nerd in general. And so it's kind of a dream come true to be able to shoot for a company and a brand like costs versus I mean, nothing against Kohl's or anything like that, but like shooting pe- pictures of people wearing jean jackets, yeah, you know, in no, Adidas <laughs> shoes, not as exciting for me. I, um, so yeah, I'm very fortunate that I get to do what I love for a company that I love, uh, for a product that I love. Uh, and so uh, that's that's really the trifecta awesome. yeah, uh, no for doubt, my no dream doubt. come true. So let's get into some of those those times. Yes. What did you have to do? Yes. I mean, some struggles. It was, uh, so when I worked on cars, I worked uh, like an eight to five. So it was eight in the morning. I had to be there wrenched all day. And then five o'clock I left Thursdays. I think I worked till like nine o'clock. I had to work Saturdays. Um, it was 50 hours a week, uh, sometimes 50 plus. And so there wasn't a whole lot of free time outside of that to do a lot. Um, and so outside of that 50 hour week job, I was running my own photography company, shooting weddings, shooting portraits, doing commercial shoots and commercial, uh, product photography and stuff like that. I was going to networking events. I was going to meetings. Uh, I was making YouTube videos every single day. And so it, it took a lot of time. I would wake up at five in the morning. I would five, five 30, probably five, uh, get dressed. I would head downtown, hopefully get downtown by like six, six 30 in the morning, kind of film the beginning of my vlog. Like, Hey, this is me. This is what I'm doing. It's Milwaukee. It's a nice day. It's a crappy day. Um, film the beginning, uh, then get to work at uh, seven. Sorry. I had to be at work at seven. I, my new job, I get to work at eight. <laughs> so I had to be at Honda at seven in the morning. I would wrench soon as noon would hit. I would go in my car, change back into my street clothes, head back downtown. Um, sometimes I had meetings. I did a photo shoot, uh, whatever. I tried to tell a story, recorded that got back to Honda at one, changed back into my work clothes, wrenched the rest of the day, left at five, went back downtown to film the third part of the vlog, got home probably like 8 p.m., edited till midnight, one, two in the morning, uploaded it to YouTube, went to bed, woke up at five in the morning, made sure it was uploaded, responded to comments, emails, and then repeat. Back downtown again, film the beginning of the vlog, work, vlog, work, vlog, come home, edit, upload, wake up next morning, repeat, repeat every single day. (laughs) Wow. And that was just a vlog. I I also shot weddings, um, did commercial shoots, events, tons of meetings and stuff like that. And so it was, there was no sleep. It was Sunday through Sunday vacations. I, I, my wife would take a nap in the hotel room. I'd be editing the vlog, um, holidays, it didn't matter. I was, I was, if I wasn't vlogging, I was doing photo shoots. I was networking. I was going to meetings. Uh, I was always doing something to kind of fill that bucket with as much opportunity uh, as I could to hopefully kind of uh, break free of working on cars. And so I did that. I did 89 vlogs in a row before I got burnt out, um, I bet. which is a lot. <laughs> I mean, is. that's what, uh, that's three months straight, every single day of video every day. And these weren't just like one, two minute videos. I mean, these were four, five, six, seven, sometimes 10 minute videos. Um, And so I finally got burnt out. And then I went to, I think I went to like maybe five 
I think I took the weekends off, did five a day or five a week. Then it slowly trickled down to three to two to one a week. Uh, then I quit, booted it back up again, quit again. Uh, and now I probably do, I probably do one or two a month. So I haven't done any this month, but I think I did like three last month. Um, but kind of finding a, a nice balance and making them because I really want to make them. Um, and plus two, after like 300 of them, you kind of run out of ideas. You can only t- tell the same story so many times. So yeah, I, I hear you. That's uh, cool. But it, it was, it was a lot of work. Uh, it was very stressful on my marriage. Uh, it was very stressful on me. Um, and like in retrospect, I can look at it. I think anyone can look at this, but I mean, you can look at your podcast and everything that you've accomplished in retrospect, you can look at it and kind of see how you got to where you were and appreciate it and go, yeah, that was, that was worth it. I can see how I did it. But at the time you don't, you don't know what the payoff's going to be. If there is one, when it's going to be. Um, so it was like, it felt like it was, just, is this never ending? Like, you know, at what point do I give up? What point do I keep going? And for me, there was just no scenario where I wasn't going to do what I love for a living. And so I just, I did it for as long as I had to do it till the right opportunity came around. And that, that, that's awesome that you uh, say that I was in a similar spot in, in 2017 after I just started my first blog or my first uh, podcast and it wasn't going, I stopped for about six months and basically came back and, and retooled what I was doing and got refocused and, and, it's amazing. And um, I enjoy this. This is one of the funnest things I get to do during the week or during the month. And being able to put out a, uh, a weekly episode uh, consistently and, and the guests that I'm bringing on this year are phenomenal. It's cool. I, I, I've been listening. I love I, it's it. It's just really phenomenal. I'm having a, um, I won't tell you who she is, but I'm having a local Olympic athlete on the show at the end of the month. Oh, wow. And she is super cool. I've talked with her, but you have to wait on that one. What's uh, What's been the hardest part about doing the podcast? Getting the guests to understand that this is a tool for them to share. And, and I mean that in a nice way is because I do interview a lot of businesses and along the way, and it's they release their episode, they're happy, they're having a party on Wednesday, they're letting everybody know. And then it sits on the shelf and they never reuse it. Uh, they don't understand the... All the sound bites that they can grab. All, exactly. And I can provide those services for them. And they, you know, and I tell them that. And that this is a tool, is a content that can be repurposed over and over again. And not only just once, but, you know, send it out there once a week to your social media. Oh, for sure. And for you, sure. I mean, you got to, if you're not, you're losing out. And, you know, we talked about this a little bit prior to being on the show is that as a small business, how, how powerful would it be to get in front of a couple extra hundred Absolutely. customers? It's great month? content too. Uh, right. just the podcast by itself is great content, but you know, you, you make two, three, four, five really good points throughout the podcast. You can chop that up and those are little pieces of content and, and people love those little sound bites. And exactly. so as a brand, it's, it's a no, no brainer, you know, and especially if you can have someone come in, set up your phone, take a little video, put some video behind it, throw it on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, whatever. Uh, I think it's a po- very powerful tool. Isn't it funny how podcasts, remember when like they first came out and like they were big and then they kind of like disappeared and hit like this lull and like kind of the rise of video pretty much killed it. And now podcasts are back again. It's actually, they're getting more popular than YouTube. Now. Yeah. 
It's crazy. And it's just getting more and more. And just because of the accessibility to it, and you don't have to watch anything. You can listen to a car, uh, you know, whatever you're doing. I think it's the doing. ability. I think the rise of like smartphones and smart watches and just how accessible podcasts are now. Cause when they first came out, you had to listen to it on a computer. Like right. your smartphone couldn't, didn't have a podcast app or anything like that. Uh, so I think because smartphones and watches and make it so much easier to consume the podcast mm-hmm. and whether you're running or, or on a trip, I think that's why we've, we've seen a rise of it. I kind of attribute, like I look at the rise, fall and rise of podcasts, the same as like gifts. Like remember back in like the nineties when like gifts were like super popular, like, I don't know, on, on like old websites and then they died. And now everybody uses them like on Facebook or texting someone. It's just kind of funny uh, how you see that, like certain pieces of like technology kind of like rise up, disappear sure. and then, and then make a comeback. Come back, so you know. yeah, podcasts are, are awesome. I love them. You should teach it. If you hear that guest, I'm going to coming back at you. Yes. Yes. Use your content <laughs> over and over. So you wanted to talk a little bit about some of the networking and stuff we do and building those relationships. Yeah, you and I both go to uh, hashtag MKE, which is a really big yeah. networking event. But networking with has been huge, absolutely vital for me. Um, I mean, yeah, I worked really hard uh, and I created a lot of content and videos and stuff like that, but it was really twofold. It was that combined with networking, talking with the right people, uh, meeting the right people, collaborating with the right people, um, you know, supporting the right people. And I think that combined with, you know, my hustle and grind, I think those were kind of the two things that were the catalyst for what got me to where I am today. And so networking has been just absolutely vital. So Instagram meetups, um, like the hashtag MKE, um, just grabbing coffee with someone, which is today very difficult for me to do. I get hit up for coffee. (laughs) 10 times a day. Uh, but, but I mean, if you can make the time for it, um, just, just networking, uh, with other people, I, I think is, is so vital because you never know who you're going to meet and where, you know, that interaction and that friendship, uh, could lead, you know, I did, it's so true. And I think, I think we met, Yeah, we, how did we even meet? I think you reached out to me either on LinkedIn or somewhere on Facebook and, and we sat down, had a cup of coffee and, and talked and find, I don't think we referred or anything like that, but uh, yeah, but I mean, I, I, I agree with you totally with the networking. I knew it. And my, my first iteration of my podcast of way back when, um, I relied solely on social media to connect with people and it did not work. And it didn't really take off until until I started going to networking groups and getting in front of people and talking with people and building those relationships. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. The the networking events. I think the first networking event I ever went to um, was uh, it was one that like Newwalkie put on. Um, I can't remember what it was called, but it was like a social. And I went there, and that's where I think that's where I met J Matt, who does hashtag MKE. Yeah, I met him there. Um, and then shortly after that, he said he was going to start hashtag MKE. And then I went to that, uh, went to some other ones. Um, but yeah, networking has just been, it's been absolutely vital. And ever since I started kind of spending a lot of time and energy on meeting people, going to networking events and stuff like that, grabbing coffee with people has just been a total game changer. Cause again, you know, you never know who you're going to meet and what opportunities you're going to get through meeting those people and, and vice versa for them too. So it's a, it's a lot of fun and it's, it, it takes, you know, it takes work and a little bit of effort to get up and go to some of these events. You know, I, it does. I, it does. And you, you especially if you've got a house, if you got a family, uh, if you got other obligations, it, it's tough, but 
I think it's ultimately worth it. It is. Um, but those are those little things, you know, I, when I talked about earlier um, of all the things that I did to kind of get to where I am, it's, it's all those little things. And I, I feel like if you have some kind of goal in mind, whether it's you want this podcast to to be as big as it can be, or I want to be a photographer or you want to be a model or start your own business. I think you either want it or you don't. And I think when you want it, making decisions like going to a networking event or doing stuff like that, they just, you just do it because you, you recognize that that's an important piece of a much larger puzzle. Uh, and I think that's, those are the kind of unconscious decisions that people who want it make versus the people who see something and go, yeah, I want, I want to do that or be that or have that or have that company, but don't want to put in the time or the effort into it. And so you got to do the work. Yeah, exactly. Just like you did. You put in the time, you did the work, oh, you got yourself thing out there. You and your podcast. So, Hey, I appreciate that, man. I mean, I, I appreciate hard work. I appreciate what people do. And, and Absolutely. you gotta, you know, you gotta notify that or notice that and, and tell people that. And and recognize it in yourself too. I mean, there's a lot of people not to discount. I mean, I, I kind of paint people with a very broad brush. Um, like not to say that like you and I are cut from a different cloth and people who, you know, who want it. But I mean, there's a lot of people that want to be a photographer or start their own podcast or start a business. Um, and it's not because they, they don't want it. I think a lot of people just don't know how or what to do. And I think that can be very hindering on them. So I think, a really great step is to just go to a networking event, meet people, kind of learn where to start, kind of get that fire under your ass started, get motivated and inspired. Um, and I think you can, you can learn to learn how to find that in yourself about, of why you want it, you know? And then look at the people already out there doing it. Yeah. And follow someone that's similar to exactly. you are and, yep. and your character and, and what they're doing, whether it's like Tim Ferriss was, you know, kind of a virtual mentor for myself. And, yes. And Gary Vee is another one, you know, and what he says and what he does, you know, is there's no freaking way I'm going to be a Gary Vee anytime yeah. soon. Or and you don't have to be. And I don't have to be. But yeah. but you can be the, that version of whatever you are and your ambitions oh, are. Oh, no doubt. And oh. I got my own little slice of the pie right here. Yep. In Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and yep. I love it. And it's 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 interesting you say that is like uh, one of the things that you said is like that people recognize that, and and I get down on myself thinking that I'm not doing as well as I should be. Exactly. <laughs> and I do that, and I beat myself up. I'm like, I got to be better. I got to be better. And I always strive to be better. And and then out of the blue, you'll be at a networking event or you'll be talking with someone. And it just happened this morning at, a, at an event that a person I'd rarely ever talked to was like. I've been listening to all your podcasts. I love them. And, and you, every once in a while, you'll get those comments just out of the blue. Yep. And it kind of validates the hard work that you have. It put really in. does. You know, it's not, you know, it's not all the likes and the clicks on yeah. the social media, nah. but it's that, that face-to-face recognition yes. and the people recognize who you are. Exactly. And, and when you go out there, they know who you are now and know what yeah. you do. I've always gauged my... Uh, success, my success, but that's not the word I want to use. I've always kind of gauged my uh, validity in the w- work that I've put in based on what people think of me and how they react to me in real life. Cause like, I really don't care what people think about me online, how many likes I have or followers I have. Um, and, and I don't have a lot, like my YouTube videos don't get a lot of views. I think my most watched video has 30,000 views. Typically they'll get between 300 and 800 views. Uh, I don't get a lot of likes on Instagram, my Instagram stories. I get a lot of views on, um, I'm not crazy big on Twitter or anything. 
Um, so by every metric that some brand would kind of gauge me based on if they wanted to throw me some money to, to do an advert for them, I mean, I'm very low on the totem pole. There's yeah. golden retrievers that have more uh, <laughs> social media cred than me. But when I'm downtown shooting or filming or vlogging or, or I'm at a networking event, uh, people come up to me nonstop. People want to meet me, say how inspired they are by me. I get tons of direct messages. So that real life, I'm, you know, I may not be verified on social media, but in real life, I, I really feel that validation. Um, and, and I love that. And so, you know, how you had that person come up to you and say, I watched the podcast uh, that that's worth so much more than a couple likes on Twitter or, you know, uh, something on Facebook that when people recognize you in real life, that's to me, that's worth more than anything. It really does. And it really makes, you know, feel good. It feels like, you know, you're actually doing something. Yes. And, and, and that's why, and the, the, one of the main points of this podcast is to share other people's stories. Yeah. And that's what I wanted it to be. Uh, yeah. I want to talk about your business and I want to talk about those things too, because I want to help promote your business, but I want to know the story behind that person. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's the funnest part. And I, I get to learn something every time I sit behind this mic wow. and that, that is so cool. See, I, I would like that. Yeah. I would like that. that is I so need, cool. I need that constant flow of inspiration. Right. Uh, yeah. And it's tough. Just listen to a few podcasts. I, know. <laughs> I, I do. I listen to a lot of podcasts. I'm far behind on yours. I think I'm probably like Six or seven behind on yours. Yeah, sorry, right. that's all right. I, I, I forgive you. I'm not. I'm obviously not on the treadmill enough. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's right. So let's go ahead and do some rapid fire questions. Yeah, and I love this. this. The last time you did this, you caught me way off guard. I think I was able to answer like one or what, one or two without you having to like cut out my weird <laughs> silence. <laughs> well, we, so let's see how I do. do this let's okay. see if I know myself a little, any better than all uh, right. the last time. Uh, what have you changed your mind about in the last few years and why? Um, changed my mind about, uh, that, uh, I shouldn't, I shouldn't be anywhere other than where I should be. So not comparing myself to other photographers, uh, other YouTubers, um, because my situation, my story is different than everyone else's and, and vice versa. And one thing I'd always do would be like, this guy just started his YouTube channel six months ago. He's a, he's got more, how does he have more views and whatever than me? And, you know, kind of comparing myself to that and, and really, really kind of just acknowledging that I'm where I'm at, I'm where I'm supposed to be. Uh, and comparing myself to, to anyone else is just a complete waste of time. And every second I spend wondering what someone else is doing, it's the second I could have been spending that energy on me. So I think that's the biggest thing that I've kind of learned uh, over over the years. You know, I'm in a very similar situation with that. You know, when I first started this out, I was thinking the same thing. I was like comparing myself to, you know, you know, a Tim Ferriss or someone yeah. else out there. I was like, I can't do that. You can't. I can't do that. And all I can do is, like you said, be yourself yep. and just keep do pushing. You. Do, do and you. And you'll be where you be. You'll land yeah. where you land. Um, and, and, and I mean, I hate the saying it is what it is, but it is what it is. And you, you're just, your situation is so different. Um, you don't live where other people live. Um, you don't know the other people who they know and you just, you can't, you know, no. you can't but compare but, yourself. But to you it. know what? At this point, we're both awesome. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I love I where it. I'm at. Yeah. And the other thing too is, is I think about it a lot. I think about like a lot of YouTubers. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of YouTube channels that I think are not good, but somehow have hundreds of thousands, millions of followers and views. I um, mean, they're super popular. Uh, and I'm like, I don't know, do I, would I really want that? Would I really want to be that big, that popular? Um, you know, because I've read a lot of horror stories about, it. I've seen a lot of YouTubers 
quit over that. And it's like, I kind of like the little niche the uh, that I'm in um, and, you know, kind of just appreciating what you got. So that's anyways, cool. sorry, that's a long answer. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. Uh, what topic would you speak about at a TED Talk outside of your expertise? Outside of my expertise, what would I talk about? Like if I could be smart in something it else? It could be anything, yeah. Uh, I, mean, I mean, it could be like running on the treadmill. It could be anything. It would, honestly, it would probably be um, like, on like self-control. So like one thing I started doing uh, January 1st was I stopped drinking during the week. So like, I mean, I'm not an alcoholic, but like I live in Wisconsin. So like I, I get drinks after work and like I would drink a lot. Like I come home, have a bottle of wine, uh, go out for drinks, you know? Um, and so like one thing I've always wanted to do is just like be able to like cut back uh, on stuff like that. Um, and I remember how hard it was for me to quit smoking. That was like the hardest thing I ever did in my entire life. And I haven't had a cigarette in like eight years, I think, uh, seven, eight years. Uh, and it's been fantastic. So I kind of wanted to, I didn't want to quit drinking because I'm from Wisconsin. I love brandy old fashions. I love wine. I didn't want to quit drinking like I did with smoking, but I, I did want to be able to get a little bit more control over it. And so uh, I heard this thing called dry January. Have you ever heard of it? Where I heard sober October. Oh, is that like before the holidays or? I, I think uh, well, so. Well, this is after the holidays. So it's after the Thanksgiving <laughs> and Christmas and New Year's and you've been drinking and eating chips and guac nonstop. Um, and it's kind of like this detox where, you, you know, you, you get all the booze out of your system. Um, and I watched this YouTube video of this girl who she quit drinking for one month. She didn't change anything in her diet, didn't change anything in her exercise, and she lost like 18 pounds. And so I was like, all right, screw it. I'm, I'm not going to completely quit drinking. I'm just going to, I'll drink on Fridays and Saturdays, but during the week, nothing. And so I've done that. It's been what a month and a half. Uh, and I've lost almost 12 pounds. Wow. I feel amazing. Um, and so if I could do a Ted talks, it would probably be on like, just being able to like find the motivation in having self-control over things, not finishing the fries, uh, going out for a run or, or a walk, um, you know, uh, cutting back on drinking, um, it, it would be, it would be on like the psychology of that and how to, how to accomplish that. Cause I feel like I've kind of like, just like, I don't know, touch the surface of like other things that I can do to help improve my, my life. Oh, no so doubt. you, you almost gave your Ted talk right there. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, thanks for coming to my Ted talk, <laughs> uh, but that, that would, that would probably be it. That would probably be it. Right. Very now. cool. Okay. One last question. Uh, what is something you believe other people think is insane? Uh, the earth is flat. <laughs> Did you just say that? Yeah. Why? You think the earth is flat. Wait, one thing that I think other people think are in something you believe. Oh, that other, that people, other people think is insane. Oh, I thought it was something I believe, or something I think other people think is real. Okay, uh, never you mind. Had, you, you had, no, you had me. I don't believe there. the Earth is flat. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, okay, I totally heard that. All wrong. right, now I got the title for this episode: The Earth, Earth is, is flat. flat. <laughs> That's yes, make that Martin Moore on the Earth is flat. That's total clickbait. I like that. Uh, something. I believe that other people would think is insane. Wow, that is a good question. Something I believe other people think is insane. Got you there. (laughs) 
Man, I don't know. That's all right. I mean, we'll leave it at there. I we'll, we'll I got to be honest. No, no, I hate no, it, though. No. I want to answer yeah, it. <laughs> this is just, you know, a tease for the next episode. You have to wait for I'm gonna the next episode. I'm going to think about it. Have me on again, and I'll answer it. What a, uh, what a horrible way for me to end hey, this. <laughs> that's all right. We're not going to get there. Any ask or request and any last parting words for the audience? Um... Thank you for listening. Make sure you support uh, Local First Podcasts. Uh, make sure you check out Cost Headphones. Um, and if, uh, if you're listening to this, my guess is that uh, you listen to this podcast, this, all these episodes, because you, you like hearing about other people's stories, being inspired. Um, and so continue to, to learn and consume content and, and get inspired uh, by other people's stories. Because for me, uh, I remember when I found Chase Jarvis, who's a photographer out of Seattle, hearing his story and kind of watching his hustle and kind of consuming his hustle is really what was the catalyst for, for me and mine. And so, uh, yeah, if you're, if you're listening to this or any of these podcasts uh, that you do, um, keep listening to them and, and get inspired to do your thing. I appreciate that, Martin. I really do. I always enjoy having you on the show. It's always been a blast. Um, there's very few people that I do have back on the show, if any, and uh, oh, you are. I appreciate one of them, it, <laughs> you know. So it's always having a great conversation with you, as always. Is it because I bring free goodies? It might be. It might be. Do you want to? Do, do you want to do anything with these? Yeah, let's give some away here. Yeah, let's do it. Let's so do it. So we have here. We have a Cost Wireless speaker. That's an awesome speaker, by the way. That we'll be giving away when we launch this. Is this similar to the one that you gave me last time? Or yes, that it's the exact same. Anymore? Yeah, so okay. it's a wireless Bluetooth speaker. And, and then, then what do we have here, Martin? Uh, BT540i. These are our flagship wireless Bluetooth headphones. These are fantastic. Dual microphones, 12-plus uh, hour battery life. Very Everything nice. you could want. Uh, they're fantastic. Very cool. Very so I'll let cool. you give them away. Maybe you can give one away on this episode or yeah. two, or you can save one for another episode, whatever you want. We'll, we'll see how we do on that. Um Thanks, man. Yeah, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Coming out to my new studio. I love you. And, and then uh, we'll have to you know, follow up on that question next time. And Yes, I will I will think very I, hard about it. I'll, I'll Probably to, when I put my jacket on, shake your hand and walk out the door, it'll hit me. It'll hit you like that. We'll save that. And until next time, Martin, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you. Let's keep the conversation going. You can find me by searching Local First Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or LinkedIn. Also, head over to iTunes, subscribe, and leave some comments. You also have the opportunity to request to have a guest or topic for Local First Podcast. For any of the books or resources talked about on these episodes, head over to localfirstpodcast.com. Click on the resources tab. I also want to thank ExactaCorp for Studio One. Until next time, it's your host, Rob Kohansky.